Welcome to Roots in Graffiti. I'm Stephen Eastridge with the Jasper County Economic Development Organization. And I'm Brian Hooker with the Jasper Newton Foundation. This is a short chat diving into the happenings of Jasper County, Indiana. Episode topics range from project announcements to conversations about rural issues. Together, we'll explore and break down what's happening right here in Jasper County. Thank you for coming and chatting with us again. When Bree and I were kind of planning out the season's episodes, we wanted to make sure we got an update on what's going on in Remington. I always tell people that Remington is one of my favorite communities to work in because it's a small town, but all the people that I work with has got big ideas and willingness to work, so it's always the most fun to talk about. So let's start there and what are some projects that have wrapped up recently and what's going on in Remington? The big project that we've tackled in the last year or so, we were awarded a $600,000 OCA grant to do the streetscape around the depot. We finally wrapped that up at the end of last year and officially closed it out this year. So that's been good. People are getting used to the one-way streets. Yeah. We still see some people driving down the wrong <laughs> way. Maybe Bree, I'm not sure. I didn't, but I did a full-on loop around town to get where I needed to be. So <laughs> I did the tour and waved, and so it was good. <laughs> I think people are adjusting pretty well. It makes our depot space a lot nicer. We get a lot of compliments on downtown now in that area. So yeah, it's been something that we've been planning for for quite a while. We had it in our 2012 downtown master plan. So that's just another box that we checked off to get that done. It looks great. I just want to sit there. We had a great meeting. JNF rented, rented. you actually let us use the space, thank mm-hmm. you, for a meeting downtown a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, it's just a really comfortable place to be. Nice work. Thank you. Some of the other th- things that we're doing, we just gave uh, Tri-County STEM program another $25,000 grant. They've been using that for robotics team. There's all kinds of other groups that benefit from that. But I guess the robotics team just went down to Nationals or to Worlds down in Texas a couple weeks ago and had a pretty good showing. So I think that's the third $25,000 grant they've received from us. And it's working out really well for them. So tell me how that works. Like the town of Remington gave the school STEM team a grant. What does that look like? Where did the money come from? It came from our TIF district. Okay. So we have a good TIF attorney and good attorney to put something down on paper that says you can't do it, and then we're going to do it. Fantastic. So, been working out pretty well. We haven't really publicized it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. We're just glad to do it, and I don't think we were looking for a pat on the back for doing it, but it's something that we're proud of. Some of the other things that we're working on, we have a sewer line we're going to be installing to open up quite a bit of area for development. Mm -hmm. We're making sure to size that appropriately to handle future development. Those are good lessons learned. Yep. (laughs) Yep. We don't have the industry yet for that, but we have everything in place to make your job easier to put someone in there, Stephen. So we're also sitting really, really well on water, but that doesn't stop us from looking for more. Mm -hmm. So this fall we have someone coming in and drilling the test well where we've located where we think we have some Pretty good water supply. But yeah, we'll have that in our back pocket if and when we have more business coming to town. The big thing we're working on right now is the region's bank building. We're going to be converting that into our town hall eventually. So we just started our design meeting, first design meeting last week. Bree popped in at the end of that. We're just kind of working through floor plan right now and trying to figure out how to make it work best for us. So 
It seems like as a small town, you guys have placed a lot of emphasis on developing the downtown, which is obviously really great. And you guys, a few years ago, completed the depot, which is an amazing space, like mm -hmm. what Bree was alluding to. And being able to use it is awesome. The downtown streetscaping and what you guys have done there, and then the town building moving into the regions. How do these conversations get started? And Because it seems like everything's very you know, succinct and moving in the same direction. Has it always been like that? You mentioned the plan in 2012. Were all these projects called for in that? And then you guys have just been sort of slowly working towards that? Or are these things that have just kind of come up along the way that have made sense? And once you guys complete these projects, what's the vision for the town and the downtown? There's a lot of questions. That was, in that like, that was question. like six questions, Stephen. So give, me, okay. give, me, give me some time to work through those. Yeah. So 2012, we did the plan, and we have been checking off some of those boxes. Yeah. Since the plan has been completed, Regions Bank closed their operations in Remington in 2015. And the building set empty for roughly five years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, one day, there's a for sale sign on there. They're going to auction it. And we kind of got a little nervous. I mean, that's a big corner in our downtown. It's kind of the anchor right. in our downtown. Knowing what we're doing, we're planning to do with the depot and the streetscape, we felt that we needed to have some control over that. So through some contacts of mine, I was able to get a hold of some people in Alabama from regions and kind of talk it through with them. We felt that they would probably get a better tax break if they donated the building mm -hmm. to the town rather than what they could sell it. And after doing some analysis on their end, they agreed to donate the building to us. Wow. So we've had the building since September of 2019. And once we got our hands on it, we fully anticipated renovating it into the town hall, get our police in the town hall. The township trustee will be able to have an office in there. The RWCDC. Yeah executive director they'll have an office in there and then we also have space to grow yeah wow. um, our council room will be a lot more comfortable we've kind of moved our council meetings from the town hall building to the depot because there's more space yeah and with covid concerns you know people want to spread out a little more we'll have an even better space in our new town hall so that's kind of I guess answer to question one. Yeah. You'll have to remind me of the other five because I, I, I don't. I think the big one is when some of these projects were called out in your plan and as you've added to them coming along, what's the vision or the end goal for what downtown Remington looks like and the results of these projects? I can't remember a Remington Main Street mission statement, but it's something along the lines of we want to have a downtown that people can be proud of mm -hmm. where you can go do your shopping, eating, or just relaxing, you know, using the depot, whatever. But that's kind of the whole goal. As a town manager, I struggle sometimes telling someone that you need to clean your building up and, you know, we might have a flower bed full of weeds. Well, like, we want to make sure that we're setting the good example for everyone in the community. So yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth. Yeah. You know, when I send Bria a letter, say, hey, you need to mow your darn yard. Like, yeah. is our yard mode? Yeah, our yard's right. mode. So, you know. <laughs> That's part of it for me. When I've been to Remington and we go, there's lots of great places to shop and pizza and ice cream. and um, The, just the best sandwich in the county is in Remington, which is called what it is. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> there's always people out. And I think you're starting to see that goal realized because when we were executing a meeting downtown and there were people walking to lunch everywhere, mm -hmm. enjoying being outside and... 
Trains going by. The trains going by right in the middle of the meeting. And then back and by and back and by. There's commerce happening, right? It's all good. So, no, I think that you're realizing that goal. I can see it. It's lovely. This is my 11th year with the town, and we've been very blessed to have a very good council, Mm -hmm. very forward-thinking council, and willing to do the right things. Yeah. I hope it stays like that because I really enjoy working there. Yes. What's the timing on the bank building for you guys and what can people expect to see over the next few years from it? Well, we are working on the design aspect of it currently. Depending on how the design shapes up, uh, how cash flow is, ideal scenario, we would send the project out to bid this fall and start construction in the fall. Mm. Material delays that everyone seems to be experiencing, I'm sure, will affect that project. So we're probably, ideal scenario, end of 23, getting in there. Yeah. That might be a little optimistic, but until we get deeper into the project, we really, really don't know what it's going to take. We're just scratching the surface right now. Just had our first meeting last week, so. Have you guys felt like anyone from the community has been not in favor of that project? Yes and no. There's always a vocal minority. Sure. Someone's going to tell you they don't like the project more often than someone's going to come in and say that's a great idea. Right. So you just have to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. We feel like we're doing the right thing and we're just going to keep pushing forward. The Citizens Against Progress live in Remington, too. (laughs) They're everywhere. everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's okay. Not in my backyard. Not today, John Kripe. <laughs> so then, once you guys finish the bank building, what comes next? What's what's the next project that you guys have, or have you even thought about that? Well, we do have a lot of ideas. We just haven't sat down and prioritized them. Sure. Because the bank is going to be a big, big haul, getting mm-hmm. that thing done. Some projects that have been thrown out there were wanting to do extensions on our trails, Mm-hmm. I think there's hopes to eventually get a trail up towards Fountain Park. I'm not sure if we'll be able to make that connection just because of the creek there and the lay of the land. There's a group that would like to see an amphitheater built at the park. They're already brainstorming ideas for programming. Wow. Everything that can go out there. Yeah. yeah. We might talk to you when we get to that point. I hear a grant request coming. Uh, Might have been what was said with more words. (laughs) We need to update our lights at the baseball fields. That's no cheap ask either. Mm -hmm. We're working behind the scenes trying to figure out how to work these projects together and leverage them into a grant so we can maximize our grant dollars and do our best to make that work. Something we've also talked about is starting a facade program in our downtown we have people call us every couple months asking where we're at on that. We're just not there yet. Looking at the facade program, have you guys thought at all about how to fund it? Because what I've seen, I just spent three quarters of a day in Peru talking with Miami County and their economic development authority. And they have a number of TIF areas mm-hmm. established in their downtown. That's all part of one development plan. One of the programs that run out of that is a facade improvement program that's been really successful in Peru. There's a lot of ways to do it. I just was curious if you guys have thought. Yeah, so our downtown is in the TIF district, Mm -hmm. and we would set up a program that would be funded through TIF dollars. So the business owner would have a smaller investment in it. We don't have all the nuts and bolts on how everything works. We have met with a consultant to start talking about 
establishing design standards, mm-hmm. what we would like to see, what we would not like to see. I don't Signage, think we, like that's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I don't think we want to have a whole bunch of like pole barn metal. Sure. Fronts of buildings downtown. Right. I think we're looking something a little, little different than that. Not that that's a bad thing, but I think in our downtown, it's just not appropriate more, in a downtown. We're setting, looking right? more brick and mortar and yep. stuff like that. So had a little bit of legwork done. We just haven't really got everything ironed out yet. Yeah. Just because we're not close to starting that yet, we have to get through the bank. I don't think that one's going to be terribly cheap, especially with the construction prices these days. We're holding a lot of things up right now. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, and I imagine the that building is going to set some of the standards for what you want to see downtown, right. too. Like, yeah. just start to see what that looks like, where it is. I know the depot definitely is a... It's iconic, what it looks like, and it has that perfect feel, and so do some of those buildings around there. So We have a lot of people call that want to rent the green barn downtown. The green barn downtown. Yep. I'm for sure going to call it that the next time I reference <laughs> it. Well, I think there is a nice little standard going, especially with like bricks and the depot, and then you add in the bank building, and the homestead has a nice aesthetic, and there's a number of nice buildings, and you start, it's like a domino, right? Yep. We have the same architect working on the bank building, so it will blend well with the yeah. the depot. So, Good. Looking at just you specifically as a town manager, all these projects, what's one of your big goals for the town going forward? What's something that, we can call it a pet project, we don't have to, but like, what's, what's something that you really want to accomplish that you think will be good for the town? We need to get a developer in town. Mm-hmm. We need more housing. Mm-hmm. We need it fast. Right. Everyone always says, get the jobs, and that'll bring the people. Well, I feel like we've been doing a good job bringing jobs here, especially economic yeah. development. We just don't have houses for them to live in. Yep. And, you know, it seems like we're having more houses tore down than we're having built, and that's not good. Yeah. So getting a developer, getting some housing going, I don't see any reason why we can't start building a lot more houses in town. Yeah. Um, that's the one the one thing that we need more than anything. Yeah. Do you guys have a solid supply of, like, vacant lots, in the, like, in downtown or anything like that? Yeah. No, not really. We need someone to come in and establish a subdivision. Mm-hmm. We are having another house getting started this year, but I think we need to have a lot more action going. Mm-hmm. Um it's hard to talk to a developer to get them to come into town because our history of getting houses built is not great. Yeah. So finding the right fit sure. and getting that getting that going, having nice rentals, more more rentals, single family homes, owner occupied housing, that's just right. a big one. You think that's one thing that gets lost in like housing all the time is that there's not one piece that's not missing, right? There, there needs to be more rental, like quality mm-hmm. rental options, both homes and apartments, right? There needs to be, you know, a variety of price options for single family homes. Not everyone can afford a, a three hundred or $350,000 home. Not everyone's looking for a $180,000 home, but there are families looking for both. And we have those needs in a lot of our communities. And I think too many times, especially when we talk with developers, they only want to build a specific thing, right. right? Because that's what they know, is what they're good at, that's how the numbers work for them. And it's it's 
been in a lot of rural communities in Indiana, it's been hard to facilitate those conversations for communities just like Remington because... Yeah, there's not a lot of tools that we can Mm -hmm. offer to get someone in. Uh, And the tools that do exist can be incredibly risky for the town if things don't go the right way, right? Right. So I think even from the Economic Development Office, we want to find ways to facilitate more housing development across the county and spread it out so it's not all happening in one place. I think that's the thing we want to to try to stay clear of. I know we've said this before, but our proximity to the artery that is I-65 and then all of the work that's available along 24, I mean, is significant. So, I mean, Remington sits in a really great spot for all of that. It's just, and we all know this, sometimes our, our rural communities get lost in the money shuffle as far as the state and other things are concerned. So I will always say this, the solution to that is not that we all just pack up and move somewhere else. Like, I want to be here. Yeah. You want to be here. You, Remington wants to be where it is for a lot of reasons. So, yeah, I hear that. We just have to get the ball rolling. Yeah. yeah. I think once it starts, it's going to be a while for it to stop. I think it's, it's connecting that first set of dots, right? And then it goes. And I think that's the biggest thing is it's so hard to talk to the developers because they don't see the momentum. They don't have the vision of each community. So it's hard for them to get a real grasp of it. But once someone takes that leap and they start connecting dots, then it gets easier and easier each time. Because our communities are so small and close together, thankfully, it's not like Nebraska where the next town over is an hour. I mean, we literally, 20 minutes, you can be at the next spot. Right. Yeah. And so there's no reason why you can't work in Rensselaer and live in Remington or work in wherever. I mean, yeah. that's a very normal thing for us all to consider that it's good, good stuff. <laughs> Thinking about some of the ongoing projects, whether it be the bank building or like the housing issue. And obviously, we talked about some of the hurdles with, that exist within housing, but what are some of the hurdles that you foresee having be in place, whether it be for the bank building or the facade improvement grant, or you know, that you feel like are going to be difficult to navigate in order to accomplish some of these specific goals we're talking about? I think we're sitting in a good spot. We just want to make sure that we're cash flowing these projects. We really don't want to borrow money. Yeah. We want to be fiscally responsible with it. Construction costs aren't getting cheaper, unfortunately. Yeah. And we just want to make sure what we're doing, we're doing it properly. We're not going to redo it. Right. Yeah. I mean, to get anything done in government, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And we just want to make sure that we're doing the best we can with that. I guess that's the biggest hurdle is funding, mm-hmm. just making sure we're not overextending ourselves. And it's tough, too, because like we live in this era where in the last two years there's a suddenly a ton of money available through various grants and things. But any one of those particular grants are not easy to just go and get, right? Whether it's through the Economic Development Administration or the USDA or OCRA, which has more money now yeah. through different federal funding. The, the actual grant process for a lot of these grants take a ton of time. And you still, yep. and the, the hurdle in so many of these is that you still have, like you have to match it. There's still, you still have to find funding somewhere. And, and, and that's been one of the hardest things when looking at grants for the communities across the county is that sometimes it's hard to even find the matching funds, let alone, you know, the, the total project cost. Right. Grants on that level require 
human capacity also that we simply don't have enough humans for often when you have a town manager and maybe a secretary that the reporting for those federal and state grants are significant we had that when we had got received a dnr grant to rehab the windows on our carnegie center i mean just the reporting for windows was hours it's pretty time consuming yeah i mean to get it done correctly so i mean you factor in the cost of the time it takes to do that I right mean, that can be like just add significant cost to anything right yeah no absolutely so you know i have dreams of a person who does that here right mm. they are the grant person and that's why i mm. need a person mm. you know just that that capacity to help navigate all those tricky tricky things so we don't miss out that's one thing i still really believe that the county as a whole needs is we just need a person employed by the county solely dedicated to grant writing and going after grants for the municipalities, the various departments of county government, and making sure that then we're maintaining that. I mean, that, that's a full-time job that someone, and if done right, they could probably pay for themselves with the, the way that these grants are set up. But I just, yeah. it's, it's a big hurdle to get you know, in, in times like this where tax revenue is not in an abundance year over year. And right. the idea of putting anyone on staff, even if you can pay for them in the long run in other ways, it's a hard conversation to have. Uh, this week, yeah. so the, the sheriff reached out and said, I have a couple of grants and I, I've lost the person who usually does this for us. Do you have some help? And I was able to get him connected, but those people are few and far between or they're hiding. Yeah. <laughs> Most it's a lot of work. Hiding, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The question I've been waiting to get to here, the loaded one is, you know, thinking about Remington within the county and, and how communities within the county sort of coexist. What do you think our communities can be doing better to work together so that way we're all growing in a, the same sort of you know general direction? Obviously, and we were talking about this earlier, each of our communities do have their own unique identity, and I think that's good. But I think that doesn't mean that we can't work together to grow, and that doesn't always happen. And that's not unique to us, but you know, we're just talking about us. So, what do you think? You know, what do you think our communities could be doing better so that we're all working together more collaboratively? Well, I don't know how much working together going the same direction. I'm not sure about the question, but like we know what we need mm-hmm. in Remington and we're going to do it whether we get help from the Jasper Foundation mm-hmm. or with Okra or whoever. Mm-hmm. But when other communities need help and they reach out to us, we're willing to talk. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we're currently partnering with White County to provide water to their Mid-American Commerce Park. There's a lot of people who didn't like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who did like it. So it's something, I think, in the past that the conversation probably isn't ever going to happen. But, like, we have great employees. Our utility superintendent, Mark Jones, he's worked for the town of Remington for 150 years. <laughs> He knows everything about Remington. And counting. <laughs> yeah, and Josh, who runs our water department, like, we're, we're comfortable, we're able to help them out. So, like, partnering with them, we pick up some utility customers. They helped us with some infrastructure to help that project out. So if it's something that makes sense for both of us, I mean, we're willing to talk. We're just not going to shut the door and, right. like, yeah. do our own thing. Like, we don't want to help you. Yeah. We do want to help you because it's going to help us in the end, it's going to help the whole community. It's going to help the school system. So I guess I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I guess if we did, we'd all be just doing it, right? You did say some of it. It's 
actually like being willing to have a conversation yeah, and it. think about something you haven't done before. Yeah. What Rensselaer DeMont might need is totally different from what we might need. Sure. Right. But if there's something that we can partner together with, I have no problem talking to Mayor Wood or talking to anyone in DeMont. Yeah. And I don't think our council does either. Good. So. Yeah. I think that's an important part of working with other communities is just being willing to take the call right. sometimes, which has been something crazy enough that it's not always been like a welcoming idea out of my office. And the way it was ran previously was we viewed other communities as enemies and that's not really, you know, mm -hmm. Jasper County, Remington is not competing with Wolcott, White County, right? right? Like that's, we're competing with some other community halfway across the country or on the other side of the world. Like we're not competing with Wolcott. And if that's the way the mentality is, then we're all losing. Right, like that's we all we all lose in that mind that mindset. I mean, if Wolcott ended up getting a new wastewater plant mm -hmm. from this partnership that we have with White County, and we're happy for them, and then whatever else they get in the future, we're thrilled for them. Yeah. We're not jealous, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, they're our neighbor. Yeah, we want to be good neighbors too. Be good neighbors. Yeah, be good neighbors. Why do you keep caring, John? It's fun. It's fun. So. I, I, I enjoy my job. Great bosses. Our council's great. We have great employees. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I've had one day I woke up where I dreaded going to work. Like, I enjoy my job. Enjoy coming up here and doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I love interacting with people of town. Something I hope they keep me around doing for quite a while. I tagged in at the very end of a Remington Main Street meeting, and it's very rare that you walk into a community meeting like that of those caliber of organizations, and everyone around the table is excited to be there and part of what's happening, and I definitely got to see that, so it's good stuff happening there. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation about Jasper County. For anything related to the podcast, or information about today's conversation, you can email Bree and I at rootsandgraffiti at jaspercountyin.com, all spelled out. And there will also be links in the show notes below. Thanks, guys.